in the history of television. It's never been so funny, so dramatic, so totally mind-blowing. Wow, 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 wow. Sunday, television's greatest night is the biggest live event of the year. One, two, one, two, three. Watch the best of the best face off. Jimmy Kimmel hosts the Emmys. You don't watch, we're not friends anymore. Live Sunday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. Dodgers fans, thanks for joining us. It's a huge week ahead and to look back. We're also joined in studio live with two stars from Disney, best friends, whatever, Matthew and Benjamin Royer. So let's go right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, <laughs> After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I love this song. Great pick, guys. I'm just waiting for Triple H to come in. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to After Buzz TV. This is Dodgers Rap 360. And we are about to play the game. It's also 9-11, so before we get into anything, I just want to say we salute all the troops, everyone that's helped us stay free. Uh, we remember everything that happened on 9-11 15 years ago, and uh, we never forget. So with that being said, thank you for joining us. My name is Michael Ripley. I'm your host, and I'm joined in studio by my co-hosts. Hunter Marks. Josh Gershaw. And they can find you guys where on social media? Huntsman on Instagram and Hunter underscore Marks on Twitter. Tweet me. I am uh, at Gersh13, G-E-R-S-H, on both Instagram and Twitter. And, like I said, we have two Disney's guests here in studio on our couch. The twins, Benjamin Royer, Matthew Royer. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> we are very good. We're better now that you guys are with us. And you guys are currently in your second season of Best Friends Whatever. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But we know you guys are Dodgers fans, so we're happy you're here. Thank you. All right. Glad to be here. Yeah. We're going to hear all about your thoughts. Let's start, because we have a huge show at the top, today's game. Yeah, lots to discuss. Today's game was uh, actually, unfortunately, a very forgettable game. Uh, Dodgers lost 3-0. Kenta Maeda with the loss. He actually didn't pitch too terribly. Uh, I think he had about 30 pitches through three innings, and then he started getting some trouble. The problem with today was the Dodgers weren't hitting. They managed three hits today. The first one coming in the fifth inning from Jacques Peterson, a little grounder up the middle. They had no business getting through, but did. And that was that was pretty much it. I think they had runners in scoring position one time, and it just really wasn't much of an effort. They didn't look like they wanted to play. No. I think they're thinking of New York already. I think they looked past this game and had their you know bright lights, big city coming up. I think I was looking ahead to it the way I started this <laughs> intro. <laughs> um, that's right, though. Um, but... They lost today, but a 4-2 and two week, an exciting week. Uh, there was a lot that happened this week in the land of the Dodgers. Wouldn't you say so, guys? Yeah. There was. This week was actually a really big week, including earlier this week with the sweep of the Diamondbacks. That was nice. That was, was exciting. And a, and a nice beating of Zach Greinke, former Dodger. <laughs> oh, that was, that was incredible. Was it five home runs that, that game? Yeah, five yeah. home runs. Oh, my God, incredible. And you guys both came in with your, your Dodgers gear. I love the Vin Scully shirt. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> Before your time and of your time. <laughs> hey, if you guys are listening or watching, join us in our live chat. You can ask questions to Ben and Matthew. You can ask questions to us, talk about the Dodgers. So you can join us right now in our YouTube live chat. And also, at any point, feel free to join us on social media. Answer, ask questions, comments to uh, any of the Twitter handles that you've heard here, uh, if it's now or later this week for this show or future shows. So let's talk about 
earlier this week, and Clayton Kershaw returned. A huge boost to not only the team for now, but moving forward in their possibilities for the rest of the season. Yeah, Clayton's back. Great to have him back here. He pitched three innings and five strikeouts. It was about 64, 65 pitches, and kind of just easing him back into the game, but really, really good to have him back there. Tough loss against Jose Fernandez, who, as we know, is one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. So that was a tough matchup for the guys, but, you know, he'll he'll find his way, and the playoffs coming around, we're going to need him. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we were talking, uh, Benjamin Matthew, a little bit before the show about, uh, you know, it was good to see him around the strike zone. Yeah, it was, for sure. You know, he didn't walk anybody, which is what he's been doing all season. Yeah. Not walking people. Wasn't a shocker to me. (laughs) (laughs) Got got hit a little bit, but nothing nothing too bad. Like, he wasn't rocked. He just, you know. Five strikeouts in three innings. Yeah. Take it. Five hits. You know. Yeah. yeah. You guys might know this. What's his whip this year? It's under one. It's under one, for sure. It's like. (laughs) 0.93. 0.93. Which is incredible. Another, yeah. 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 So, you know, it was nice to see that. It was nice to see him get some strike. He did strike out the side in the um, second inning. Second, second so it was nice to see that. Um, there was just one thing I was thinking about is uh, I feel like if he went one more, it would have saved the bullpen because you also got to think about who's going to be available for the next two games in Miami and who's going to be available against the Yankees. And I thought if Kirsch went one more inning, we would have – at least one more reliever available for the next two games. It's a great point. And and the manager, Dave Roberts, did say, though, that he didn't want to push him too far with the amount of the pitch count. Yeah. And so I think he threw about 66 pitches, maybe 67. But then, you, but then you saw when Kershaw was taken out of the game, you could see he was not happy with the decision to take him out of the game. He's never happy when he leaves no, the game. And that, that, that's a sign of, a, of an all-star pitcher. Of a gamer. That, of a gamer yeah. that always wants the ball. Uh, but he did understand, and he you gotta you gotta expect for him to go much further next game out next time when he pitches. Next in New time York. out, I expect him to maybe go seven plus innings if he keeps his pitch count low. And he's going to be pitching in New York against the first. Yankees first time. First time, yeah. This is quite a quite a moment to see Clayton Kershaw on the mound at Yankee Stadium. And um, the Yankees are a very young team with young hitters, so it'll be interesting to see if Kershaw can take advantage of the youth of the Yankees and. Um, hopefully pitch very well for a Dodgers win. I think he loves facing. That's a great point. I think he loves facing inexperienced ballplayers at the Yankees. You're right. They are a very young team. And so I don't think he's the type of guy that's really nervous going into a big game situation. He that's probably why you see him it. dominate against the Padres, Diamondbacks, the Rockies, because they aren't that experienced teams, and the teams doesn't really have chemistry together since every single year it's a turnaround. Each team is different. What yeah, I'm most, they always feel like they're rebuilding, don't yeah, they? Yeah. What, what I'm most excited to see about his matchup at Yankee Stadium is actually the matchup of Clayton Kershaw versus Gary, Gary Sanchez. Have you heard about Gary Sanchez? Oh, the hot hitter, the hot hitter for the Yankees. Yeah, um, last night, he, they, they tried to intentionally walk him, and on the fourth pitch, he almost hit it to the warning track. <laughs> on, on an intentional <laughs> walk, right? On an intentional right? walk. But it was, Gary Sanchez is very impressive, especially for a catcher. He will probably move to first base or third base by the end of his career because that that's what most catchers end up doing. But I feel like if Kershaw ends up hanging a pitch, Gary Sanchez can hit it. He has a hard swing, yes. which really generates a lot of velocity. And, like, yeah, that's very interesting for a rookie. How many home runs did he have got, this month? He said, he said like a nine. Like, nine, I think it's nine. nine. nine like that. In, in August. Yeah. In August. That was He's it. got 13 on the season. Yeah. He's just got called up. So that's a matchup I'm very excited to see, Clayton Kershaw versus Gary Sanchez only thing, at Yankee Stadium. only thing I'm wondering about that matchup is Sanchez, I don't know how he'll pitch against a good lefty pitcher. Mm-hmm. He Most of his home runs have been against righties, not lefties. So it'll be interesting to see how he can adjust to Kershaw if he does it all. 
Absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. Very astute yeah. analysis. Now, we talked about Clayton Kershaw returning. Andre Ethier. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. I, feel, I feel bad about this Hunter's one. Hunter's, Hunter's got to eat some curl on this one a little bit. <laughs> I have been on record saying I did not think we were going to see Andre Ethier in a Dodger uniform again on this show in the seat. Um, I was wrong. Uh, welcome back, Andre. Um, went over 3 today. You know, tough, tough day, but uh, good to have him back. I'm still wondering the role he's going to play with the Dodgers. I think we talked about this. He'll probably be off the bench a little bit. They'll, they'll platoon um, him a little bit. Yeah, I think he will be not a postseason roster, but I think he will be a veteran presence for the rest of the season that can help with the young players on the team. So I'm going to walk that one halfway back. If he doesn't make the postseason the, the call-ups, then I was like half right, half wrong. Well, We're going to go with that one. That's a good point because losing, losing A.J. Ellis, who was that veteran mm. presence, he could be See, a little bit of it. With A.J. Ellis... He doesn't like that. Is... <laughs> He he was a, he was a t- team leader, but that role can easily be passed down to somebody else, which he did pass down to Justin Turner, yeah. <laughs> which since he's became Justin Turner's become the team leader in the clubhouse, Dodgers became first place in the NL West. So like it's. I think I you're think a future GM actually... over here. <laughs> I think you're a future general manager. You have no problems cutting a guy and saying next man up. I like it. <laughs> Now, now, Matthew and Benjamin, I got a question for each of you. Yes. Tell me who your favorite Dodgers player is currently. Oh, that'd be hard. I'd have to go with Kershaw because he's Kershaw. He's the okay. best player in the MLB <laughs> probably in the last 10 years. Okay. So, okay, Clayton Kershaw, yeah. I go with Seager, Kershaw, or Turner just for all different reasons. I feel like. So you have three? Because <laughs> I feel like Turner's just more of a leader than most players are. Sure. And Kershaw's the best pitcher arguably in the last 20 years like, wow like, over pedro martinez he's more his era is lower it's fine okay we'll take it we'll okay and, we accept that seager's just the young power powerhouse sure. of the dodgers at the do you do you have a favorite dodgers moment oh that'd be that's hard. hard yeah that's hard. Let, <laughs> let it let it simmer and i'll come back to you if, if you do i just want to hear about uh, your favorite moment uh, as a dodgers fan you know, we've had ours, and they're different. Well, I so. wasn't even born yet, but I rewatch um, the four home run. No, I was born. <laughs> I always, uh, I always uh, just take like a day to just rewatch the four home runs in a row, and then the walk off um, from No Marco Para over and over again because it's just such an awesome moment. That's right. That is. I'd that have was... to probably go with Kershaw's no hitter because Vince Scully called that whole entire game, and it probably is the last no hitter he will ever call. If we're going to play, well, probably Hopefully happen. not. Hopefully <laughs> not. But that leads us into the biggest topic of the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which Rich is? Hill. Rich Hill. Yes, Rich Hill. Um, they have some very good opinions about Rich right, Hill. Right, so Rich Hill has been electric all season. He's yes. just recently started pitching for the Dodgers. He's only thrown a few games, and this week he was pitching masterfully. He had a perfect game going through into the seventh inning. Going into the seventh inning, he had a perfect game through 89 pitches, and then Dave Roberts Dave Roberts came to the mound, pulled him, uh, decided that the blister issue may be acting up and didn't want to take a chance. Right, we didn't find that out until today. We didn't know what the reason was. I assumed it was the blister because that would probably be the only reason available there. And even if... He has had elbow issues in the past, so I just wouldn't take a chance on his arm getting hurt and throwing 120 pitches in the game. That's yeah. a really good point. You know, there's 20 games left in the season. And at this point, as we know, the starting rotation for the Dodgers has been held together by Twigs and Gum, my favorite analogy, <laughs> <laughs> which I've said multiple times. And um, now is the time we really need to save arms and save innings. 
and this has just been a difficult period and we know Richo's had this problem with the blister before and it looked like it was probably him and Roberts and Honeycutt talked it over They're like we think it's coming back they there's inside information that we don't know. Yeah, All we know yeah. is we think it, we, they thought it was coming back. And Dave Roberts was even on record after the game saying, I'm sick to my stomach. I probably won't sleep tonight thinking about this, but I had to do what's best for the club. Yeah. And these are the types of decisions, the tough decisions you have to make as a manager. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I stick. I support my manager in this decision. And I stick by him, especially from a rookie manager see, having the, the foresight to see this. the difference between Roberts and Mattingly, Mattingly would have kept him in and got him Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Also, uh, another interesting thing I saw was Hill's quote right after the game was, we all know what we want. Oh, that's interesting. Which is, which I'm guessing is World Series. Yeah, and Hill right now. I hope so. Hill right, right now, now is their best pitcher. No, oh, yeah. Technically, 19 scoreless innings. I would, I would say, guys, currently that Rich Hill is the best pitcher in baseball. He might. He might be. At this that's moment, he might be. My opinion at, 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 this, at this point on He's this season. He's up there lefty pitchers. I don't know about It's funny because I remember being here discussing with you at the trade deadline. I think it was our first show together. And you were like, Rich Hill should be the biggest priority the Dodgers find for the, for the trade line. And, and here we are. I never thought that that would come come true the way it has. 19 got, scoreless decent, innings. We got wow. decent outfielder and Josh Reddick with that too. So. Yeah. And he started finally starting to heat up Josh Reddick. Yeah, he is. He's fighting. playing good defense too. He made well, a he made a very good catch. In my opinion, that's his specialty as an outfielder is the arm and fielding. He's, yeah, he covers a lot of ground out he's there. He's the doesn't same he? as Puig in right field. He he goes out a lot in every play. Okay, I want to I want to stop for a second and, and talk about Yasuo Puig for a minute because you're wearing his shirt. He's recently you know been returned to the major league team. We've talked about him endlessly on this program. Where do you guys stand? Where do the young fans stand on I Puig? Think people are way too harsh on Puig. I think okay. the only reason Puig didn't succeed these last two years when he was on the slump is because people had so much pressure on him, I don't think he believed he could succeed and pass those expectations. Listen, this is my one thing is um, no Juan Uribe, no Hanley Ramirez. That's a good point. He, those were yeah. two people that brought yeah. him up when he was down. When he was playing bad, they support him. And another thing was Juan Uribe and Hanley Ramirez were like – Puig's best friends in the clubhouse. Like every photo you saw was them together. They, you know, it's it's tough when you come from Cuba and you don't yeah. know the English language. Yes. And you know, like as you as you guys said, like Hanley and Juan spoke Spanish mm-hmm. I think and English the, and English, and they kind of helped him, you know, get integrated with the club. And then when they left, he had nobody. You know, so you think he's just a little bit of alone and not yeah. having any guidance not anymore. And, and... Like now he has Urias De Leon. Who both can communicate with him in both languages if they need to. And also, Carlos Ruiz is probably a great presence for him at the moment. Right. Well, you know, Puig's a very colorful player, and it was certainly, I think, a slap in the face to him when he got sent down to. He was embarrassed. I think he was a little bit. Oh, okay. He said he he was upset about it, but he understood the decision. You don't think he had to say that? I don't think he had to say that. Okay. Because his agents. Matthew. Benjamin. Would you guys have sent? Would you have sent them down if you yes. were in charge? Yes. Yeah, both. Okay. I okay. would have sent them down to Double A. Wow. <laughs> I know what type of manager. For one, reason, for one reason, if he's gonna get hot again, he needs to face against lower competition. He needs to be able to get in that feel of hitting home runs, hitting doubles, and getting base hits. If you're gonna play again in Triple A, even though he was tearing the ball up in Triple A, he would have been he. It, like at that moment, I would have signed a double A instead of triple A, just because of trying to get a hot bat back. So you really think a lot of it with with Puig is mental? 
It is a lot mental. Most and you really want to boost his confidence by yeah. letting him take advantage of Fans some of the younger. They still love him when he comes up to the plate. They all yell Puig. Sure. I think he's also finally healthy because he was yeah. dealing with those hamstring issues. So I think he still does. I think he still does deal with the hamstring. It's an interesting point though that he he brings up about going to Double A because I thought Jacques last year. Should have got sent down. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. When he was no, sticking he it up. Have. Yeah, when he was just struggling. You know what messed it up though last year? It's him going into the home run derby. Oh, yeah. That was. Well, well my he was already thing, slumping and then he just went. Well, why my oh. thing about Jock is where did his speed go? It's a good point. And the Dodgers, aside from Andrew Tolls, have. It's like they no ran speed. away from. <laughs> they ran away from Jock Peterson's speed. I agree with you. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> no, we've talked about it on the show. That. With Tolls, Tolls has a lot of speed. Oh my, Peterson to- has good speed. Um, when Tolls was drafted, he was the first player out of um, college to have an 80 speed rating on the wow. 2080 scale. <laughs> wow. Yet they Drop don't run. The knowledge. They, yeah, don't, they don't run. Yeah. They, don't, they don't steal. They don't hit and run. No. The Dodgers don't hit and run at all. It's They're not even bunt. It's extremely surprising. <laughs> Adrian Gonzalez also the bunt last week. It's <laughs> extremely surprising that they don't hit and run or run as much, especially when you look at who their manager is. Yeah. You would think the that The guy team, with the, the stolen base in the, in the playoffs. You would yeah. think you know? with a manager <laughs> as, such as Dave Roberts that that would be one of the very most ingrained kind of features of this baseball team, but they don't do that, which is surprising. Let's move along to talk about the bold and the beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So we have have fun discussing Dodger games, but I want to take a special shout out to, give a special shout out to uh, Kike Hernandez, who this week came out, accepted a uh, guest role on the bold and the beautiful. And why not, Kike? We'll support you. Yeah. Go for it, buddy. You're not getting much playing time right now, so... <laughs> He's in L.A. On to your other endeavors. You worked that Hollywood angle. <laughs> You're under the Mendoza line. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And speaking of TV stars, we have our own here in studio, but also, in the history of television, it's never been so funny, so dramatic, or so good. Think about the shows that are on this season. There's House of Cards, Modern Family, Downtown Abbey... Game of Thrones. What else? Blackish, which I love. I love that show. Yeah. Homeland, Better Call Saul, Veep, Transparent, Silicon Valley. I covered that show on After Buzz. Mr. Robot, <laughs> Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. We could keep going. Uh, best Friends, whatever. I mean, really, television's golden age is right now. Oh, yeah? Don't forget the Americans. Transparent and Master of None. And on Sunday, September 18th, you guys know what that is? Some type, you know what's going on on September 18th? This is a big award show, right? A big award show. That's right. Television's greatest night. It's the biggest live event of the year. And you can watch the show that celebrates great television. The Emmy Awards. That's right. September 18th, next Sunday. There's no better night to watch the best of the best face off and see if your favorite shows win. Plus, you can see what everyone's wearing on the red carpet. Who looks as hot in real life? As they do on their shows, that's what I want to know. <laughs> so be there when one of the funniest men on television, Jimmy Kimmel, would you agree he's one of the funniest oh, yeah. men on television? Oh, yeah. Matt Damon won't be appearing. <laughs> Host the Emmys live Sunday, September 18th at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. All right, now that we did that, that's the business. That's <laughs> something we have to do to keep this show free. So, again, watch the Emmys next Sunday uh, night, September 18th, and we'll still be here, so watch us as well. Uh, let's get back to our show. Um, I want to talk to you guys, Benjamin and Matthew, a little bit about the Dodgers, all right? And then I want to talk to you guys about your show. So, what has been has it been a favorite game this year or a favorite moment of this Dodgers season currently? I have one. Please. Okay, um, in the Matt Moore no-hitter through the ninth. 
Mm. When Corey Singer, when oh, Corey Singer hit the Vooper single to right field, that was a great moment. What did, what did you actually do when that happened? Was I it was d- in the stadium. Okay. So uh, It was like the Dodgers, they were no hitter. It was, like, it was like they were hitting a walk-off home run to clinch the Oh, people went crazy? It was like, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. They were going nuts just on one base hit. That's a little sad. <laughs> but it was a long night. I, I just, it was a long I, night for the fans. But I also fans. feel like it's, it's against just, the Giants. Yeah, that, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like anytime the Dodgers are against the Giants, anything to get a hit or get a home run or get an RBI. Or ruin a no-hitter. Yeah, do anything to make the Giants feel bad. I agree. Dodgers fans. <laughs> How many Dodgers games have you guys attended this season? Well, I don't 16 know. or 17? Wow. Question mark. Okay. <laughs> True That's, Dodger fans over here. There, there you go. Yeah. I have season tickets and I don't go to that many games. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say this year has been successful so far? Okay. Uh, disappointing? So the first Where half was very disappointing. Okay. I thought that with Roberts as the new manager, they would have mo- more success in the running game, the advancing runners and getting runs. But in the second half, they called up tolls. He became a main part of the offense. And I feel like the second half has been a much better, um, much better s- scenario for the Dodgers, where they're hitting more. They're focusing on getting base hits, not hitting home runs every da- at bat. I, I agree, especially with Tolls. He's hitting three fifty two yeah. since coming over thirty two games. So it's a pretty good sample size. Now. Three home runs, fourteen RBIs. Yeah. He's on doing ba- it. Four, He's not even a home run hitter. Yeah, four. I think a four seventeen on base percentage. You know, that's now. Here's the question: Why is he not hitting leadoff when he's in the lineup? Do we want Jake Chase out of that spot right now? He's kind of holding it down. Well, I want Chase in that spot because of just the Chase to Seager type combo type thing. Because they both get, get on base. They, they, if they get on base back to back, then you got Turner Gonzalez. I mean, with, with that same sense, too, if Tolls gets on base, you still have, you still have the same yeah. amount of going on. But I, I don't want to really. I think the, the top of the order for the Dodgers really isn't a problem. I think I'd rather have right Tolls at the bottom of the lineup. For that extra bottom eighth, kind of like that second leadoff hitter. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like him there too. Do you guys? What do you think of? Because uh, you know we've seen managers toy with this, putting the pitcher in the eighth spot when Tolles is in the lineup. It depends. Who I prefer it for one reason. I only prefer it because you get your. I count the nine as a leadoff hitter if you're playing your pitcher eighth, because that is like an extra leadoff hitter. Yeah. Then you get the top of your lineup who always who you're guaranteeing you're you're trusting to get hits. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I love when they do that. The Giants do it when Bumgarner's in the lineup, I believe. Yeah. He's a good hitter. Well, no, they don't put him in eight. I think they put him in six now. Do they put him in six? Okay. Yeah. Well, he is their best because hitter right now. Because people forgot. <laughs> people forgot Take that, Giants. that players used to put their pitchers earlier in the lineup. Like everybody forgot that until a couple years ago, and well, managed that you were able to put your pitcher earlier in the lineup. Of course. In the early days, the pitchers were were great hitters. Well, yeah. Babe Ruth yeah. was Ruth. a pitcher. Exactly. Look at you. The Why Dodgers are one of the best hitting teams for pitchers. I mean, yeah. like that's that's just a fact. They even Kershaw can rake a little bit. So, so speaking of the Giants, which we brought up here, the Dodgers stand three games up on the Giants in the NL West. Do we do we think at this point that the Dodgers are going to win the division? I feel like they'll at least make the playoffs. Okay. My one problem is by the time we get to the Giants, we have to be at least five games up. I agree with that. There's 20 games left in the season, we and that's kind of yeah. only three games up. That's kind of scary. It's still kind of like a, I don't want to say a lifetime away, but, but it's still there's still baseball left to be played. Where you can give up that lead. Four point five games ahead for a the wild postseason card? spot. Okay, sure. But I'm talking about so. division. Do we think that the Dodgers win? I the think division? it's 
Seventy percent likely. With the okay. way they've been hitting, yeah. What about you, Matthew? I don't want to say anything. I don't, see any, I don't see any wood around here to knock on. Okay. So I'm not oh, just, do, just do what we do. Just <laughs> knock on the head. What, what about you guys? Yeah, I, I, I think they have a, a really good shot, especially with the way they've been hitting this week. I got a little fun stuff for you. The Dodgers hit eleven home runs this week in six wow. games. That's good. Starting well, with starting with Greinke Monday night. Well, most of Wednesday them came off of Greinke. Yeah. So That's true, but then they did hit five. Late Tuesday didn't have any, but then they did hit five through Wednesday through Friday, or sorry, oh, Wednesday through Sunday. Oh, and I saw an so. interesting fact: Dodgers can get five players to hit twenty home runs a season. They absolutely yep. can. Who's who's banging on that twenty now? Adrian it's, Gonzalez. It's the Aegon. Aegon. He's hit like nine, sixteen. So what do we got? We got Grandall, Grandall, Jock, Seager, Seager, Justin. Yeah, and then the fifth would be Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Oh God, they, they're leading the majors but, in home runs, right? They have to be. No, no, they're not. The Cardinals, Cubs are. Cubs, Cubs, Cardinals. Cubs are. You're right. He's absolutely right. The Cubs, Cubs. <laughs> and the Cardinals are up there because they yeah. had that streak of 37. And the Padres games? also. Padres also had a long streak of. I home think runs. Boston's yeah. hit a ton of home runs. Boston, yeah, Boston, Boston too. Yeah. Had a ton of the Cardinals had that ridiculous streak going on. I think yeah. it was like 37 well, straight. You got a good play. Boston probably does have the most because you think about it: Mookie Betts, um, Xander Bogarts, David Ortiz. Um, Travis Shaw, they have a ton of power hitters in the lineup that are not necessarily power hitters, but they hit the ball out of the ballpark. So let me ask you guys a question. Let's say the playoffs were tomorrow. What yeah. team do you not want to face? The Cubs. The Cubs, yeah. I would prefer Cubs. the Cubs over any team in the any any team in the NL. So okay, what team actually, do you want to face then? Well, actually, <laughs> I, got, I got one more team. I got one more team that I would not want to face. Okay, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah, they always seem to be the Dodger killer. I want to face reason. the Cubs. I don't want to face the Cardinals. Okay. So you want to face the Cubs? And I have a good reasoning for that. Benjamin, Matthew, don't want to face the Cubs. Okay, we're gonna have to keep that in mind. What's your reasoning? Okay, yeah. so the reasoning is um, Ken Rosenthal did a MLB um, sure. MLB Now segment. Um, Last week um, on MLB Now, yeah, and um, they he was trying to focus on how the Cubs play against teams over five hundred and the teams in the postseason. So against teams under five hundred, they have a one point six one ERA. Over five hundred, a five point three. I think you need to come up here and sit in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the batting averages <laughs> dramatically drop against teams over five hundred. I think it's. The thought of them facing weaker teams. If they face weaker teams, they can kill them. But if they face teams that make them have competition, it brings pressure onto them. Well, I, I think that would be to a me, general as long as the theme. Cubs do not make the World Series or win a World Series, <laughs> I'm good. So. Is there any specific reason you just like the curse of 1908, or is there? Any... <laughs> the Billy Goat must live on. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I like, I like this. A little ruthless there. <laughs> I, I want to talk about what's coming up uh, this week for the Dodgers. They're going to get another matchup with with Zach Greinke, and oh. it's, I think he's going to bring it. And it's a big week with the with the New York Yankees, of course. Yeah. But I want to talk to you guys about. You guys are currently in the second season is airing of Best Friends Whatever on the Disney Channel, and. You guys are both part of the series. And then you guys uh, came with uh, an important PSA campaign that you guys are a part of, the Choose Kindness campaign, right? Yes. yes. And so I want to hear from you guys more about it and, and tell us. So the Choose Kindness campaign is a campaign run by Disney and ABC. Okay. And it's a campaign to help kids and adults also fight the um, fight anti-bullying sure. in general. You can go to Disney.com slash Be Inspired to sign up for a grant. Oh, and they also have multiple websites there to help the fight against bullying. Okay, and that's Disney.com backslash be inspired. 
to find and out then, more. And um, then for our second season, sure, um, we are we just we finished filming season two, but starting the first week of October, we're gonna have five new episodes, and they call it Monstober because we get a Halloween episode in there. <laughs> So it's going to be really exciting. So they call it Monstober? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So start, starting the first week of October, we can see new episodes yes. as part of Monstober of Best Friends Whatever. Yes. And has it been a blast filming? Oh, it's been such a blast. It's one of the greatest experiences we have ever had in yeah. our lives. That sounds beautiful. So uh, Monstober is coming up the first week of October. They can catch new episodes of Best Friends Whatever, whatever on the Disney Channel. Yes. And if we want to learn channel. more about anti-bullying, which we all believe in, and the Choose Kindness campaign, we can find out more at Disney.com backslash Be Inspired. Yes. yes. I want to bring something up quick. I Please. want each of you guys to give me your postseason rotation. Oh, much better. Oh, wow. Thought, thought, oh, bring it back to baseball I here. I was worried he was asking me to give him my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, postseason rotation. Four pitchers. Four pitchers. Four pitchers. Pi- oh, okay. So, okay, well, why don't we start? I'll start. Uh, yeah. Kershaw first, Hill second. Well, I don't know. I'd like to actually go Kershaw, Maeda, Hill. I like the lefty, righty, lefty. And then I'm, no joke, I, I, I think I'm Michael DeLeon. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I really do. I like Urias a lot. Um... Nice pronunciation, too, by the way. I, I've been, I've been, I like the way you pronounce <laughs> it. It's, I, I've been told it's the proper pronunciation. It's quite elegant. <laughs> it's the half Mexican in me. It's, uh, but um, I trust, for some reason, I actually trust De Leon more. Than, He's than more mature. And, yeah, he is. He's a little He's older. He's more mature, and he doesn't, he doesn't have that breaking ball that he can hang and people can hit. And I like him coming out of the bullpen. Yes, I definitely. like him. Co- remember, this team reminds me a lot, and I hate to say this because I hate the Angels. They remind me of that 2002 Angel team a little bit. Rally Monkey. You know, rally the Rally Monkey team, where they brought up Francisco Rodriguez at the end of the year, and all he was doing was coming in, throwing throwing gas, and he was getting guys out, you know, all the time because there wasn't enough book on him. And I think Urias can be that guy for the Dodgers, and I like De Leon as the starter. I really do. I don't. I like Brock Stewart's been solid, but he's not an overpowering pitcher. I don't trust that in the playoffs. What about Alex Wood? We haven't pitched in so long. It's just and so I, many I, questions. And if I don't trust any guy, um, he could be a long reliever. Yeah, I like Stripling yeah, out of the yeah, I actually don't disagree with any of that. I've, for the sake of the argument, maybe I would put uh, Urias, I don't have the pronunciation like you, uh, over De Leon, but that's just for the sake of the argument. Yeah. I actually like that rotation a lot, what you just said. So. I like that. I'm going to agree with you, but I would definitely have Rich Hill slotted second. You think it was lefty, you'd go lefty, lefty, over right? Maeda? I think yeah. I'd start with Maeda. Really? If the, if the Dodgers are not on wild card, I'd start with Maeda. Then I go Kershaw Hill. I think it depends who we're would pitching you have, to. So you're so. saying, but you would like Kenta in a wild card would, game, playing no, game. No. If it was a wild card game, I'd have Kershaw pitch. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But if we're going by division, I'd start with Maeda, because you might as well have Kershaw pitch that game if you lose the first game. So you want him as your as you your fallback. You want him as the guy to get you the win. So for 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 me, and I think it just goes along with what I've talked about since I've been a part of the show that I would want Rich Hill. Put, Pitching as much as possible. Yes, of course. And whether or not, who knows how much you can pitch with the with the hand and the blister <laughs> issues. But I would definitely normally I would like to separate the lefties. But in this scenario, I think if you can have Kershaw and, and Hill as your one two, uh, I think you got to go with it the whole time as a one two. My but tell us, yeah, please. I'd go Kershaw, De Leon, Ooh. Hill, Maeda. Why? Like why it. is this in, uh, De Separate Leon in there? the lefties. In that second, okay. But why De Leon second, not Maeda? Just curious. I feel like Mayeda would be better as a fallback option. 
Interesting. De Leon, I feel like, can go longer innings than Veda. Well, also note that uh, you know we only go with a four-man rotation if you're getting into the seven-game okay, series. Cool. So, yeah. it's an interesting. And I feel question. like if you're two games up in the three in the division series, maybe throw Ross Rippling for that. If you're leading 2-0. maybe throw Ross Rippling because you. I feel like we can trust him enough now, where he can throw five shutout innings. Yeah. We have seen enough. Of, I trust him more than Stewart. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Stewart's a great story. I know we talked about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not enough experience yet. Yeah, you know, coming from single A up to the majors, but he could be a good five later. Yeah, late, sure. later on his career. But right now, I just don't trust him only because, like I said, he's not an overpowering guy. He's a kind of paint the corners, you Finesse. know, kind of work. He has to work to get guys out. And in the playoffs, you got to watch it because all oh, those like we saw last year with Brett Anderson, so those guys can get hammered hard yeah. if they're quickly. not. Yeah, quickly if they're not on. If they're not well, on. Point. That's the one thing with Casmer. That's all yep. he trusts in his pitching is hitting his spots. And when he doesn't hit his spots, they crush him. And everything is magnified in the playoffs. Yeah, as we know. And the playoffs are coming shortly. Just a few more they weeks are. until October's and here. Monstober's here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he brought up Casimir. Casimir more than likely not pitching again this year. No, he yeah. isn't. Is he? Is he he's done for sure, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. in, um, in his one Rancho Kumaga start, he threw a third of an inning, um, two, two walks, Two hit by pitch and a three run homer. This doesn't sound good. No, no. not good. I feel I feel like I could do that if I literally went out there <laughs> yeah. and just threw the ball. <laughs> so quickly, let's talk about the upcoming week ahead. We have, as we talked about, we have the Yankees. It's a big series in New York, and then again in the Diamondbacks. What are we looking for out of the Dodgers? Let's start well, with Matthew and Ben. Um, I'm going to go with the in the Yankees series first. Um, Yankees, the pitchers that are going to throw against us are young pitchers. I feel like Dodgers can capitalize on that with especially. Aegon and just Turner. I feel like they can lead the team to believe that they can hit off of these guys that have a ton of talent, but they're just not ready for the big spotlight yet. And then in the Diamondback series, I want to look for, try to throw, because um, it's the lower half of the rotation. Well, like, it would be Hilmaeda. Would it? Yeah. yeah it would probably right. be Hilmaeda Kershaw. Hillmite, yeah. it's, uh, we got four. Hillmite, uh, in New York? Daily on three game series? We got four against the Diamondbacks. Okay. Four in the Diamondbacks. Three versus three in the East. East. Okay. So and he's right. It's, uh, you're right. It's, uh, Hill, Maeda, DeLeon, and Urias would be, yeah. would be the four guys. Going. In Arizona. In Arizona. And, uh, the only two guys I, I'm hoping will pitch good is the first two games of Yankees and the last two games of Diamondbacks. Well, you, you want the third game to pitch good against the Yankees. That's when Kershaw yeah. goes. <laughs> so what, what, what do we think is good? Do we still two from the Yankees? Would that be like two and um, one? I would like two from the Yankees. Giants at least lose one of those. Yeah. yeah. At uh, least. Yeah. And, and Diamondbacks, then, we should win at least We three. should sweep, love to sweep the Diamondbacks. I'm telling you, though, Zach Greinke... He had, we all know he had a bad game on Monday, and that is just not, um, that's not he typical. Have a, he, I, it's a Chase Field environment. That's it's not, a Diamondback environment. He's... And believe me, I, it, it hated me to see me for me to see him go. But something tells me, just knowing and having seen him pitch for three years for the Dodgers, he's a gamer, and he's not going to forget Monday night. He's going to bring it. I think. No, we're, I is. think. I think we're going to see a stellar Zach Greinke pitching performance. So hopefully, the Dodgers can match that. So. I hope the Dodgers can manufacture runs if that's the case. Yeah. I'm going to tell you where we're definitely going to see a stellar performance. All of us are back next week for another stellar <laughs> performance of Dodgers Rap 360. Matthew Royer, Benjamin Royer, thank you guys so much for joining us. Do you guys thank have social media? Do you guys have social yes, um, Where can, can they find you? You can follow me at the Ben Royer on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. At the Ben Royer. And you, you Matthew? You can follow me at the Matthew Royer on Instagram and Twitter. At the Matthew Royer. Love it. I love it. And Monstober comes up in October. We yes. can follow the Disney.com uh, anti-bullying campaign, Disney.com backslash be inspired. 
Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank it's you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Come back. Come back. Please, come back. Maybe love having you here. Don't steal my job. I maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll get rid of them. Yeah. You'll sit here. No, just kidding. Thank you guys for real. It's been Thank a pleasure you. having your, uh, in, your thoughts and, and inside uh, Thank you scoop. for having us. Yeah, you know Dodger Baseball, no <laughs> doubt about it. And what about my co-host, guys? Where can we find you and your names? Uh, Huntsman on Instagram, Hunter underscore Marks on Twitter. Tweet me. I am uh, at uh, Gersh13 on both. And uh, let me give a special shout out to the Cystic Fibrosis uh, Foundation. Absolutely. You can, uh, I have Cystic Fibrosis, so I'm a big supporter of the foundation. And they are CFF.org. CFF.org. So uh, we need to, uh, I have to raise money in October for a gala. Monstober. So, yeah, for Monstober. <laughs> we, can, we can benefit everyone. Yeah, so if you, you can find me at Smiling Politely. Smiling Politely. <laughs> Okay, an interesting. Obs- it's an obscure Simpsons reference. Got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and again, my name is Michael Rippey. You can find me on social media at Mike Rips. One, one last time, never forget, it's 9-11. We celebrate uh, our freedoms today. And yes. uh, remember everyone that's lost. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 